Welcome to We Are Human. I'm your host, Elijah. And in this podcast, I sit down with different individuals to discuss a range of topics, from their upbringing and creative pursuits to their journey on self-improvement. I believe that there is power in community and learning about people. So I hope these stories are an encouragement to you. I am here with the one and only Andre Vargas Rue. Sure. We've got some Negronis today. Negronis. Made by the man himself. Cheers. Cheers, dude. You're a producer. Yeah. You're a mixing yeah. engineer. Yeah. You're a musician. Yep. A studio musician. I know just because we are friends and we've been friends yeah. for such a long time so. that 80s music has played such a key role in like your influence yeah. and in your production. Yeah, yeah. So I would love for you to elaborate on that and and how it's shaped you, especially yeah. over the last few years where yeah, you yeah. have developed your craft. So the sounds of the 80s are my palette for modern production is kind of where all that's led me now. Playing punk music, even though I love punk music, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, and it took me a long time to figure out that I liked 80s music because I hated pop growing up. 80s music was when I actually got it, you know? Like, it was it was the Tears for Fears record that got me. Um, it's called The Seeds of Love. I think it's 1985. Dude, like, opening notes of the first song on that record just changed my life. Like, I remember I was in this neighborhood at my cousin Hannah's house. <laughs> and I was on my Samsung Galaxy before I even had a freaking iPhone, dude. <laughs> my Samsung Galaxy 2 and I was on the Google Play Store and it was like um, The Seeds of Love by uh, Tears for Fears download for $1, like the whole record for a dollar. It was like a special deal that they did, they did only for that day. And I had always known that name, but I never knew like who they were. Like I had never heard like everybody wants to rule the world or anything. Right. I put on my headphones. And literally the opening notes of Woman in Chains, it's like literally just drums and bass and it, there was something in the sound that just caps, like captivated me in like instantly. I was just like, I've never heard anything like this. Yeah. And from that point on, I, I was just in love with 80s music. Like I got into Michael Jackson, Phil Collins, um, Toto and you know, many others and I spent a lot of time after that trying to emulate those sounds or trying to make songs like those. Or I think like make the songs that I've put out this year with autograph cards is where I actually reached like this is what all of that led to. It's like yeah, I collected those sounds like I bought a bunch of analog synthesizers like the stuff like I have two synthesizers that were literally fabricated like on the tag it says 1983 and I love that because it's literally the stuff that my favorite bands from then played. When I heard I Don't Want to Be Seen, yeah, like I, I had to text you. Like, yeah, you did, I, yeah. And it just felt like it was, it was so you mm. listening to that. And when I listened to it, like I was driving home from work, I just feel like I'm in like the, the climax of a movie. Yeah. Like it's nighttime yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything is going so well right before shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> but Dude, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's the, the pure like, enjoyment of that moment yes. is, is what the oh my god yeah the drop sounds like i'm so glad yeah <laughs> that song came out of nowhere honestly so the previous night i was intoxicated <laughs> and i woke up like super oh hungover and i was gonna hang out with somebody 
and the whole morning like the drive over to hang out with this person i was just like i don't want to i don't want to be seen by people like we were gonna go out and hang out like outside and i was just like i don't want to be seen by people like i feel like shit like i don't i don't really want to do this today and like i just said that to myself in my head and from then it was just like i just said i don't want to be seen stuck in my head and then i i just formulated that lyrical idea and then yeah literally that it's i feel like a shitty person because that whole time that i was hanging out with this person i literally just had like i was writing the song in my head the whole time that i was with this other person i was like i want to get home and write this song and i didn't but like i i just had it in my head and then i was working on venus which venus is a whole other monster but by the time that i was finishing the mix for venus i remember it was like a tuesday or wednesday night and I was putting in the last edits on Venus and it was probably like 5 or 6 p.m. Like I had gone home from work and I finished the final edits and I was so ready to upload it. But then like something in me was like, make I don't want to be seen right now. So I literally just stayed up all night. I went from like 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like literally 2 in the morning, I was going back and forth from my room where the studio is to my car to listen to mixes. Oh, you and love I those literally tricks. like straight up eight hours non-stop and I just made the song in one night one sitting I didn't even look back I was just like I'm going for it and yeah and like you said and like a lot of people have said like they like it over Venus even though Venus took me three weeks I don't want to be seen was is the one people like more and I think it's because for me it was like the most pure statement of me um, and then like after like I just wrote the words and I didn't really put too much thought into it. Yeah. But it was after I had written it and I was mixing it. I was like, what does this song actually mean to me? And I started to just realize and like kind of like dream about the song. And I was like, the song is really a sentiment and a love letter to like my friends and like all my memories. I guess, yeah, I've dropped two previous things that are, I both took them off just because I was like, this isn't what I want to do. I guess I just had a, a huge identity crisis for the past couple of years and was like, <laughs> What, like, what am I as an artist? Yeah. What do I want to, like, what do I want to represent me? So that's why I dropped, like, two f previous things, like Teakwood Candles and then Sino. Yeah. And those were, like, getting there, but they weren't, they weren't there. Like, they weren't, like, actually my sound. It was just stuff that I was making that I thought was cool in the moment and wanted to upload just for fun. But this time I was like, okay, if I'm going to drop something, I want it to actually be very representative of me and the music that I make and the music that I love. Um... So that's kind of like, that's the sentiment be with autograph cards, specifically the name. I was kind of mulling over the name because I, I was over Sino. And I, for whatever reason, I remembered, maybe I drove through like next to a Walmart or whatever, but I was, I specifically remember this memory from when I was little, when I first moved here from Venezuela. Anytime I went to Walmart with my mom, I would ask her for baseball cards. Like I knew the price and I would like save up my own dollar and pennies and be like 107, he, like buy me a pack of baseball cards. And that's kind of where it started. I was like, okay, baseball cards doesn't sound cool. Trading cards doesn't sound cool. And then it eventually like, I just went down that rabbit hole until I landed on autograph cards. Cause you know, like when you get trading cards, like from sports, sometimes they autograph it. So I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. So autograph cards. So for me, like that title, that band name is just like the sentiment of nostalgia and of my childhood. So yeah. I call it autograph cards because I want to I wanted to represent every aspect of my life. Like and I think that did it really well. Can you recall the lowest point that you've been in and like how did you navigate through that adversity and and who was around you during that time? Like who was really 
up trying to or uplifting you yeah when you were at your lowest and what was going on during that season of your life the biggest lows that i've had have always been just sh like around girls um just because i always do care about relationships and going through a breakup is tough so anytime i have been through a breakup it's always been pretty just crappy and just like it went from being like the first couple ones was from like okay this is my fault what did i do and then like the past couple ones have just been like none of these are working out and i don't know what to do about that um but i would say like the what happens in those moments is i specifically tend to like become a little more reclusive so i like hide i i stop hanging out with people i just like stay in my bed and watch netflix and stuff and yeah it, it just gets lonely and i get in, stuck in this really weird cycle of like i'm lonely but i'm keeping myself lonely and then i just feel shitty about keeping myself lonely and it just gets worse and worse and worse yeah and it keeps going one of my favorite lyrics is um from the 1975's new record it's literally the last line of uh, a song called the birthday party and he says um I depend on my friends to stay clean, as sad as it seems. And that's like for me, like the first time I heard that song, I was like, shit, that's me to a T. It's like whenever I'm at my lowest, I need to be around my friends. And it, it's kind of like, I kind of just feel weird about it that I literally like, I don't reach out to friends a lot unless I want to hang out. So it just always feels kind of odd to be like, hey, I'm going through a shitty moment. Like, can you just be here for me? Like, it just feels weird to reach out for them because I don't normally. So whenever I do, it's like, yeah, it's a it's a different experience. But that's been the one thing that just always pulls me out. It's just like hanging out with someone and saying, hey, let's go to the beach. Let's go to Disney. Like, yeah, like my my two of my closest friends, Bridget and Isabella, I literally called them when I broke up with with one of my girlfriends in high school. And you know, the first thing they said was, hey, we're at Magic Kingdom. Like, they literally were just like, we're at Magic Kingdom, like, come. And I was hanging out with my mom that day, and I was just like, hey, mom, can I borrow the car? And I, and I just went to Magic Kingdom and hung out with them the rest of the night. And that is also one of my favorite nights that I've ever had in my entire life. It's just hanging out with them because I was at my lowest, but they literally made that disappear yeah. within seconds. Yeah. And it's necessary. At yeah. some points, like, it's absolutely necessary yeah. and important. Yeah. And like accountability, um, all, all those things are like rooted in that mm -hmm. just to keep you like in your high spirits yeah. and give or, or, or take or whatever, however it is that mm -hmm. the balance and the relationships and friendships work, yeah. like it, it should be beneficial and encouraging like yeah, all yeah. around. I don't know, when, when shit hits the fan, like I, it's, it's like a hibernation. It's like I, I go away for a little bit and it is, it's, like I said, it's really lonely. These two songs that I released mean the world to me because they were my ultimate release from everything that's happened to me over the past couple years. Like with my parents separating, um, my last two breakups, like it's just all left me kind of just questioning like, what am I actually doing with my life? I'm not where I thought I would be at 24. And that's okay. Right. But it was just that realization I was like, when I was 17, I thought at 24, I'd be touring the world. Like, whether it was for my own thing or for somebody else, like, I, like I'm like i a capable musician. So I was like, I thought I'd be doing this. Yeah. And I'm not. And that just really, like, stung. I was just like, I'm not doing enough for myself. Um, and around that time, 
I got asked to move to New York and I said, yeah. And um, I've been super stoked on that since, but then I started talking to a close friend of mine about moving and he like, like he was, he basically like stopped me in my tracks and was like, you're not disciplined enough to succeed in New York. And that was a really tough conversation to have. Like it was from a place of love, Yeah. but still like, it's hard to hear that. Of course. And he was absolutely right. Cause I mean, it's what I've been dealing with. It's like, I was just like, I'm not doing enough for myself or my career. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not cause other people can notice it. Um, cause I have the talent. So it just like really rewired a lot for me over the past couple months. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. ask you cause to a degree we think very, like yeah. we think very similarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both Aries. Yeah, yeah. For me, like, I'm a very, like, productive person. Like, mm -hmm. I have to be doing something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I'm thriving off of, of doing something, doing even stuff, while yeah. helping people, because I am also, like, I'm a two also. Oh, you and, are? And you're an eight. I figured you were a two. Of course. I mean, we never talked about it. She's a two, yeah. I figured you were a two. Shout out to Maddie. <laughs> Shout out to Maddie. Maddie Pesh. If I'm not doing anything, that's when I get in my head and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh shit, I'm sad. Yeah. And then it's like, I can't be sad right now. Like I got other stuff to, to deal with yeah. and, and to worry about. So yeah. I don't know if that thought no, process is any similar. It's or... pretty similar. I would just say like our motivations are different just because I'm an eight. Right, of for course. For me, it's like, definitely, I love when I'm productive. Sometimes it's hard for me to get productive. Like, it's kind of like running, like yeah. getting, getting off your bed and putting on your shoes is the hardest step. But once you're outside, you have no fucking you go choice. For it. You're gonna, you gotta go for it. And that's how I am with music. It's like getting out of my bed and sitting on my chair and opening up Ableton is the hardest moment and the most daunting thing. But the moment I find a sound that, that like, like I don't wanna be seen, I did it in eight hours. It's like the moment I find a sound that just like captures me, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be stuck on this software for the next, you know, two days. And it's, it's weird. Like I don't, I don't care about like, the personal gain from it too much like, i clearly want to succeed and make a career off of music but i don't do it for fame i do it literally for the for that for the feeling for the moment like we've played shows together and i mean you've seen me like the the one office hours show that i played based on last year like that was one of my favorite shows i've ever done and it's because i just really let loose and it's literally like when i'm on stage that is what I live for. It's for that moment where like, I don't care there's a million people or a hundred or 10 in front of me. Once I'm on a stage, it's like, I feel like I have the permission to just absolutely floor to, it. To go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Floor it. And that's why I do music. It's because I want to just get up on a stage, maybe not every night, but like frequently, super frequently, and just like give my all sweat my ass off and just have them out of my life yeah you know and that, for me that's just that that's that's what life's about for me it's like at the end of the day like i just want to look back and know that i gave everything that i care about my all and that's yeah that's that's kind of it that's why i do it thank you so much for tuning in and for a more immersive experience be sure to follow us on instagram at wearehuman.tv we'll catch you next time and remember we're always learning